What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Network Classic here on Primetime with Sean Mooney as uh, we continue our series of uh, great programs from the past from the WWE Network and I always love doing Saturday Night Main events. Those uh, were some of my favorite programs that uh, I had the great privilege to participate in uh, a few of them but uh, it had quite a run man. It, I was just looking through the archives of just how many episodes there were and it all originally started uh, back in 1985 in May of 1985 and uh, this was after uh, the first Wrestlemania had taken place but uh, the WWF was definitely on a roll. And, of course, Dick Ebersol seeing this and uh, taking full advantage and uh, coming up with the idea of having programming that would step in, that would uh, air when uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, the very popular program on NBC, which uh, came on uh, after the local news on Saturday nights, um, you know, every Saturday, but they would take what they call a hiatus uh, here and there throughout the year, probably four or five times a year, and uh, they might have a rerun or some other special programming, and Ebersol saw the opportunity here to, you know, why not uh, put professional wrestling back on television, on network television, and uh, what better product than what the WWF was uh, putting together back then, uh, he was a wrestling fan, but uh, more than that, he was a network uh, uh, executive who knew uh, good programming when he saw it and uh, didn't necessarily just from his own personal feelings. He looked at the numbers that these uh, programs were putting out 
and the popularity of what was going on with you know with rock and wrestling uh, uh, that led up to the first WrestleMania and beyond, and uh, saw this chance and uh, you know had uh, gotten together with Vince McMahon. Uh, wrestling had not been on network television since the 50s, so this was a big deal. And right out of the gate, it was very, very popular. I mean, they were doing better ratings than a lot of that programming that was on at that time and uh, definitely got the notice of everybody out there. I mean, uh, the WWF was mainstream entertainment. And uh, as I mentioned, you know, they would do uh, four or five episodes a year, depending on the scheduling, and uh, it was it was really, really popular. So this uh, Saturday night's main event we're going to do was a little less than a year later. This was in March of, of 1986, March 1st, 1986, uh, to be specific on when this episode aired. It actually was taped on February 16th, 1986. And uh, this is awesome. It was in Arizona, whereas uh, many of you know where I live at the uh, Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum, uh, which is, uh, you know, a building stuff still up there. I don't even know if it's uh, used much anymore, probably for other events. But uh, at the time, it was the place that was before, you know, all of the growth downtown and the Diamondbacks arrived and uh, they had, you know, the arena built there where the Lakers play. But this was at the Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, Arizona. Our hosts are Jesse Ventura and uh, Vince McMahon. And as you know, when the two of those two, were, when they were together, they were among my favorites as far as announced teams went. Uh, I've said many times I was not a huge fan of Vince on his own or with other people, but uh, it was magic when he was with Jesse. Uh, regardless, whatever the combination was, I never really questioned it. I never questioned why Bobby and Gorilla worked, and I certainly didn't question why Jesse and Vince worked, but... Uh, I think there was some real-life animosity between the two, as we saw, and uh, Jesse being who he is. And, and Jesse really didn't give a crap, uh, even then, uh, that uh, he always had this philosophy that I'm just going to do what I think is right, and regardless if people like it or not. And uh, on television, it was it was great. It was fantastic. And uh, kind of this uh, looking down on Vince McMahon being this privileged man and, you know, and... Uh, Everything else went with it, and uh, and Vince, the way he played off of it, kind of you know uh, took it, uh, but would throw it back when he could. It worked. So uh, that announced team is here, and uh, they did a great job, I thought, on Saturday night's main event. And this is a great episode. It really is. Now uh, I said March first, so we're leading into WrestleMania two, which would uh, be uh, coming up. And uh, they did a great job as far as, uh, you know, playing out some storylines here and setting things up as they led into uh, WrestleMania two. And uh, we've got uh, the, uh, kind of headlining this thing as a boxing match between Mr. T, <laughs> who was still around, at, you know, doing the uh, working with uh, Hulk Hogan. And this, uh, of course, you know, they, they pitted him against uh, Cowboy Bob Orton who uh, they continue to refer to as uh, Boxing Bob uh, Orton and uh, because he's got boxing gloves on. And he is, of course, teamed up with Rowdy Roddy Piper, who is uh, you know, basically acting as his management here, as his advisor, as they continue the storyline this uh, between uh, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan against uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and, and Bob Orton. Also, King Kong Bundy, who was uh, very popular at this time, doing really well with the WWF, 
Uh, he takes on, this is a basic match, uh, you know, this to show off his uh, massiveness and his fear, his fiercity, if that's even a word. Uh, he takes on Steve Gatorwolf. Uh, there's a name for you. That might actually worked if he had, uh, you know, although you got to make up your mind. Are you a gator or a wolf? I don't know. But that, uh, that was his name. Steve Gatorwolf goes up against King Kong Bundy. And then, uh, of course, uh, a, a match for the WWE Championship. This is big time. You're, you're seeing on network television as uh, Hulk Hogan uh, defends his, his title against uh, Don Morocco. And, uh, you know, if you remember back then, Don Morocco was a, a big name and uh, uh, very popular in the, uh, the WWF uh, for those who loved and hated him. And uh, <laughs> he was uh, very popular. And, of course, you know, he had a, a little alliance with Mr. Fuji. Uh, you will, will, will have, uh, you know, a little something in on this. There's a little storyline going, but I will tell you, I'll give you a little Hint here, it involves not only Mr. Fuji, but Bobby the Brain Heenan is in on this one. And there's a tag team title match. Man, you're getting a WWF championship match, and you're also getting a tag team title match. Brutus the Barber Beefcake teams up with Greg the Hammer Valentine, which, you know, uh, surprisingly, uh, to me anyway, these guys work pretty well together, which shows you how adaptable they were, that they could be thrown into situations. And, of course, uh, they knew each other very well uh, as Brutus and Greg team up. Uh, to take on the British Bulldogs. Man, you're, this is a jam-packed show of uh, superstars, no question about it. you got Davey Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid. And uh, also, this was the official premiere of Hulk Hogan's Real American Music video. And as you know, the, uh, the song Real American would become his uh, signature entrance music that would stay with him to this day. Uh, Real American is, uh, you know... Uh, you hear that song and you cannot help but think it's uh, think of Hulk Hogan. But uh, what is w- interesting is that the, the guy that wrote that music uh, wrote that, uh, lending it to be kind of an additional anthem uh, for the United States of America. I mean, he did. And uh, he's since done interviews where, you know, of course, he's, he's uh, thrilled that it became so popular and so identifiable with Hulk Hogan. But I think that there's a bitty, bittersweet part of it uh, that, you know, he wishes that it would have become this great anthem and not uh, something that was featured in professional wrestling. But, you know, you can't have it both ways. I don't know if uh, it would have ever, you know, we would ever think to this day that, oh, yeah, a real American, like, uh, you know, God bless America. I don't think that was going to happen. So I think you should be very happy that Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, adopted that song as his uh, signature music, because it is, uh, who knows how many millions of times that song has been played. I don't know how the royalty rights work on that, but I think uh, that it worked out pretty well. In uh, the last matchup in this one, uh, Junkyard Dog uh, faces Adrian Adonis, who had gone through his transformation. So we're going to see that in this one. So, you know, uh, it's just uh, overall, and uh, I think you'll agree with me when we... uh, complete watching this that it was uh, it was a great episode and think back you know travel back in time and uh, think about where we were with the uh, WWF and just uh, you know everything they did was was gold and this was uh, no exception as uh, we headed into Wrestlemania 2 which I'll get into a lot more as we uh, roll along here but uh, you know excited about uh, bringing another episode of Saturday night's main event and, uh, of course, you guys know how this works, right? 
Uh, all you have to do is you go to the WWE Network. That's simple to do. And then uh, you go to In Ring up at the top there. You click on In Ring. And then you uh, go down to uh, the WWE Classic Series. Go down there and then uh, scroll over and find the icon for Saturday night's main event. And then uh, do the drop down there because uh, it, it will, you know, will say uh, with the years. And you want to click on 1986 and then find uh, March 1st, 1986. You'll see it right there. And cue it up. And then uh, once we're there, you know, I will count us down three, two, one, and say play. And then we'll get into it. But before we tee it up here and get into the program, I wanted to cover a few things. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for your comments uh, about my new venture with the NWA. I really, 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 really am excited about joining the NWA broadcast team, and we have just been having a blast so far. Uh, some great programming coming your way. And I, I just wanted to uh, reach out to our, our listeners because I know we put a poll out there and we're going to be welcoming a lot of the NWA stars onto uh, primetime with Sean Mooney. But we put a poll out there to find out, um, you know, how interested you guys are in uh, perhaps having us uh, launch a completely uh, different podcast. Uh, it would be part of the PTSM family, but to do a, a different uh, podcast totally devoted to the NWA and power and as uh, it's uh, been announced that I will be hosting uh, their new program, uh, Circle Squared, which is going to be a lot of fun. It, it involves, uh, you know, young wrestlers out there from all these independent organizations around the country and the world getting an opportunity to uh, compete, to get a contract, to be a part of the National Wrestling Alliance. And, and uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. They've got some great personalities, some very, very skilled athletes who are going to be competing in this. Uh, so there's a lot going on there, and uh, I, of course, are going to be bringing you behind-the-scenes information, letting you know uh, what's happening and uh, things that you don't get a chance to see necessarily in front of the camera, and, and bringing you some of these personalities so that you can get to know them and, of course, some of our old friends and uh, new uh, stars with the NWA. Uh, of course, this week we've got uh, an episode with Trevor Murdoch, who I'll tell you about, I have just... Uh, uh, I can't say enough about him and what he's doing for the NWA and also just a, a great individual. And you'll be hearing a lot more uh, about him this Wednesday. And we're doing, well, actually, I should say Tuesday because we're going to be doing a special release for this. Uh, as you know, uh, NWA Power, maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe if you haven't checked it out, why not? you got to check out NWA Power, which uh, live streams on YouTube every Tuesday evening at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to drop the Trevor Murdoch episode of this conversation that we had immediately following that live stream. So at 7.05 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're going to drop the uh, Trevor Murdoch episode. But uh, I really want to hear from you. I want to get your thoughts on how you think we should move forward with all this. It's uh, all pretty exciting. I'm really uh, happy uh, about bringing you all this new content, but I want to know how you want it delivered. So email me at uh, primetimemooney at gmail.com. That's primetimemooney at gmail.com. And uh, let me know. Let me know what you think. But uh, really excited about it. And, you know, as I've said from the very beginning since we started this podcast, this is all about you. I want to bring you what you want to hear and, uh, and, and want to find out how you want me to bring it to you. Okay? All right. So it is time to uh, get to this, uh, this uh, episode of Saturday Night's Main Event 
uh, from March 1st, 1986. Now, you know how to do this. Uh, you go to the WWE Network. You go to In Ring. Remember, click on that. And then uh, go down to WWE Classic Series. Uh, scroll over until you find Saturday Night's Main Event. Click on that. And then go to uh, the drop down there on uh, Featured uh, Episodes, I think it says. Something like that. And, uh, and go to 1986. And then you'll find uh, March 1st, 1986. There's not a whole lot of episodes as I said, they didn't do that many in a year, so you can you can find it pretty easily. That March first, nineteen eighty six, and of course I will count us down. Uh, you know, three, two, one, play, and then we'll go. But I know you may not be all queued up, set to go, so I'm going to give you that opportunity to go and get it done and get ready to to watch this episode with me. So I'm going to press pause right now. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All righty. We are back. And that means that you're all ready to go. You're all queued up on the WWE Network for this episode of Saturday Night's Main Event from March 1st, 1986. Okay, so you ready to do this? Okay, so let's do it. I'm going to count us down right now. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. And as we start out here, we see Mr. T in the garage punching away on a bag. Look at Mr. T. Look at him there. Now, guys, if you ever want to look at an interview... Conducted by Mean Gene Orkelin for a classic. This is one of them. If you ever wondered why, when people talk about Mean Gene Okerlund being the greatest stick man ever, you should see this. Because here he is working with Mr. T. 
right? And he's just his expressions, the way he handles this, because he goes and he interrupts Mr. T, you know, and he's really bothered, you know, and Gene's just his reactions, the way he plays it. And Mr. T, please, you know, and that to me, to watch that, I'm just going, that's, that's Gene, man. Nobody else could do it. Nobody else could do it better. Even when, you know, Mr. T, you know, brushes him off. And then, uh, you know, just Gene's got the great look as he, he goes off screen there. It was just awesome. All right, we're getting uh, the open here. And uh, Saturday night's main event would always have the players in that episode who would come up first. And you saw all of them that were involved in that. And that included, you saw King Kong Bundy there. Hulk Hogan is going to be in this episode as well. And uh, really, this is a, a great episode as we come in. And these are live uh, with the audience that you've got uh, Vince and Jesse Ventura, as I mentioned, uh, the hosts uh, doing commentary, play-by-play and commentary, and the, the folks behind him. And you got Vince checking him out, you know. But uh, Jesse, this is uh, he's at his peak right now, the best that he is, uh, one of the best in the business. And uh, really, these guys worked really well together. I, I'll just tell you right now, they worked really, really well together. And, uh, you know, that's that's the way it was. I mean, these guys, uh, I, I had my favorites uh, with Bobby and, and uh, Gorilla, of course, and as I said, Vince on his own I, or with other people, I didn't like all that well. But with Jesse, uh, just great stuff. And uh, as they go on here, they're just kind of introducing the matches. And then, of course, uh, that Mr. T is going to be a part of this still uh, working in the WWF and uh, teamed up with the Hulkster, still uh, running storylines there as uh, they prepared to uh, take on uh, you know, uh, Roddy Piper and Bob Orton is this is still going on. And this one, they're calling him uh, Boxing Bob because in this uh, the show, they're going to have Mr. T in a uh, boxing match against Cowboy Bob Orton or Boxing Bob, I guess we're going with. So the Hulkster cutting vintage Hulksterisms here out here uh, in this interview. And uh, Piper's Pit, this is an edition of Piper's Pit. Now, they're saying this is back, uh, uh, you know, last month when he was setting this all up. So he's got a contract in his hand, his hands, uh, because they had issued this decree that anybody who dared, whoever wanted to step into the ring with uh, Bob Orton, uh, Boxing Bob, that they could, uh, they would take him on. So Hulkster writes in the name of, and we're going to big reveal here. Piper shocked. Mister T, oh, drops the mic. I pity you, fool. I think it was, isn't it? Pity the fool. I don't know, but you got the point. So now he's battling Bob Orton. Oh, I thought it was boxing Bob Orton, as uh, Mean Gene here with Hot Rod and. Bob Orton with the uh, vest, cowboy vest and the hat. And I kept thinking when I saw this, is he going to be able to get that vest off? (laughs) Those boxing gloves? I doubt they did all the uh, wrapping and everything was going to be that much because then he'd have tape wrapped around him if it was a real deal. But here they are. They're getting ready for this big boxing match. And uh, Roddy, which is interesting here, is making fun, making fun of uh, Mr. T being in a picture with the with boy George and uh, yeah, yeah, we could, uh, they get away with that back then. Cause uh, why, why would you make, why are you making fun of them? I mean, what, what, what's the deal here? But uh, this kind of humor, 
was acceptable back then. Couldn't do that today. And never really hear a word what uh, Bob Orton had to say here as uh, <laughs> Gene gets it done. And then we got Mr. T preparing for this big matchup that he'll be taking place. As he's, uh, you know, very carefully, I'm sure that's his, his corner man that uh, you got to do the, the hand wrapping. Is, uh, you know, it's almost a religious experience here. You got to do it just right. As uh, Mr. T working away here. Oh, man. Takes the guy out. Oh, and hits him again. Get up, fool. Get up, fool. Another sparring partner just gets torn to pieces. Well, that's a robe. Battling Bob Orton, not boxing. And Gene sets this up. Mr. T a little more cordial this time than when he interrupted his uh, workout. All right, going to take out the chump. Oh, boy. (laughs) Gene moving this thing along. (laughs) Now, as I've mentioned before, uh, the uh, Roddy Piper and um, Mr. T... I didn't get along so well. Uh, Roddy, not a big fan of Mr. T, and that was uh, supposedly a shoot. And we show a little uh, clip that we just saw from that sparring uh, session. We just destroyed that guy. That was a long interview, uh, surprising. It was a boxing match, uh, boxing, it's a club on a stick. (laughs) Oh, man. Gotta love it. And uh, they're making this, you know, with a big fight feel. They come out, you know, you got his entourage. The whole gang comes out, gotta have his corner man. As Howard introduces Mr. T. I kind of like this. I like this, like, you know, the big fight. Look at that entourage. That is a big entourage. And Roddy, John away at Mr. T. Ooh, we got to get a little plug in there for the A team. We got to check those gloves. What are those? Uh, 20 ounce? <laughs> I don't know. And Mr. T, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, wearing Hulk Hogan colors. Yes, he could get out of the, the vest with the boxing gloves on. Okay. That's good. Now, this ought to be interesting. Uh, I can't remember how this match went down, but uh, Orton, you know, pretty good shape here. And uh, towering over Mr. T. Mr. T is not an exceptionally tall individual. And that was one of the reasons why uh, they liked him uh, for the Rocky movie. Because uh, if you know uh, your movie history or statistics or anything, whatever you want to call it. uh, Sly Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, not a very tall individual. So, oh boy, Bob Orton goes right after Mr. T. But... uh, one of the reasons they like Mr. T is that um, he wasn't, you know, towering over Sylvester Stallone. And it, uh, you know, the, it was easier for, as far as accepting the matchup. So Mr. T working away here. Yeah. 
Going for some body shots. And, uh, you know, not doing a bad job here, making it, uh, selling it to a point, right? The ref trying to get in there to break him up. And I don't, I would not say that those are, uh, I don't know what you would call uh, uh, acceptable or those, uh, you know, uh, gloves that had passed through the athletic commission. (laughs) They look a little soft, but anyway, punch it away. As Mr. T gets uh, Orton in the corner, referee, uh, very active in this uh, encounter, trying to keep these two apart. Roddy patrolling at ringside. Looked like T had a pretty good shot there. He could have really taken him out. Pounding away. Just a brawl. I don't know. Do you think those are regulation gloves? I don't know. But does it matter? And Mr. T measuring his opponent. And I don't know if you've ever uh, sparred with somebody with a pair of gloves on. Three minutes is an eternity. <laughs> Especially if you're like swinging at each other, if you're really going at it. You're like blown up in a minute and a half. You got nothing left. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. It is tough. That's why boxing workouts are so great. Oh, boy. A thumb right in the eye of Mr. T. As his corner man comes in to take a look. Orton wants to keep going. And I imagine we're getting the uh, ringside doctor in there looking at this situation. Well, doctor says uh, I think he's going to give him a little clearance on this. Oh, yes. Uh, Vince selling this thing. I swollen shut. T says, uh, Mr. T says, no, get away from me. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. I want to fight. <laughs> Jesse says... He looks better to him. In comes Mr. T. And he can actually, uh, doing all this with one eye. He's doing it all with one eye. Is uh, Piper getting uh, a little too close to the action? Oh, boy. And there was a big elbow. As uh, Jesse's calling it, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse calling it a, a, a right hand. Yeah, and then Vince calling it for what it is, a, a, a vicious cheap shot, not beyond battling Bob to do this. So Mr. T now just uh, taking a vicious attack here, uh, besides his eye being swollen shut, as you could see there, and then, of course, taking that, look like an elbow to the back of the head. Jesse's saying, boy, he's going to have a tough time getting through this one because he's uh, got the eye and then, of course, that shot he took to the head. All right, now we go to second second round. He shouldn't swing those gloves around there. It shows how much, how much pillow was in the end of that thing. 
And he continues, that's it. That's what you do in a, in, a, in a match, right? You'd keep working on that right eye of Mr. T. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Some big shots. Oh. And Orton, this is supposed to be a boxing match. The big knee right to the midsection. Oh, man. Piper goes to take a shot at Mr. T. Misses and hits Orton. And then Mr. T takes out Roddy. There's Mr. T all alone in the ring right now. And Orton better get back in there. I don't think you could do that in a boxing match, really. Can you get back in? Oh, no. Doesn't sound like you made it. And Jesse outraged at the finish of this thing, but uh, by DQ here. Orton didn't get back in the ring in time, and Piper comes in to object, I imagine. Well, they made this look good, though, didn't they? Oh, man. Spits on him. They're telling him, get out of the ring. I'll take on Piper. Heck yeah. Oh, he wants bare fists? Piper. He wants to go. He came ready. He's ready for uh, bare fisticuffs here. And Mr. T, he's willing. uh, Willing to go out. He'll keep the gloves on. And it comes Orton, a big knee to the right between the shoulder blades. And uh, the, all decorum has gone aside here. They're not uh, interested in any kind of fairness as the double team ensues. And down goes Mr. T. Where's the Hulkster? We need a run in. Has no one notified the Hulkster what's going on? Where is he? Well, Piper now has the belt. Oh, and just whips Mr. T. Oh, man. Brutal. Wow, where? Oh, man. That's got a sting. And uh, part of his his team comes in. A guy comes in with a chair to break it up. Can't believe we didn't see the Hulkster. Mr. T is mad, boy. He wants a... That may be a bit of a shoot. It looked like Roddy was a little stiff with that belt. Wow. Just amazing. That was just uh, incredible what we just saw there. Just uh, And it just gets better, right? Now, that may not have been the greatest boxing match ever, but I'll tell you, I, I really, uh, you know, appreciate it. As we got uh, Gene now in the uh, corridor area with Mr. T. Big badass as ever. His eye doesn't look so bad, though. Hmm, maybe he didn't take as much of a thumb as we thought. He knows he's dirty, that's for sure. Yeah, Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, he wants Piper now. Yeah, so it's not over yet between all these guys, right?
Yeah, see, Mr. T thought it was going to be a clean fight. You know, that's not what he got. You, How could you really? You got Roddy Piper at ringside and battling Bob, uh, who's known to do every dirty trick in the book. As he gets uh, whipped by a belt here. And as we move things right along here, Gene just brings in one after another. Gene Okerlund with Bobby the Brain Heenan, who's uh, ready for this matchup as King Kong Bundy looks on. Boy, he was uh, he was a big boy then, wasn't he? Oh. And uh, you can hear the echo in the arena. This was uh, fed to the house so people could hear it. And uh, probably add it up on the screens there so that they could look at it. Dump? He's talking about Arizona. Come on, Bobby. The Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Oh, yeah, it's a very busy evening. Wow, that wasn't nice. Shiny head? Yeah, and uh, yeah, as we wait this big matchup with uh, Steve Gatorwolf. Okay, so uh, you got King Kong, King Kong Bundy with uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan as his manager. And, you know, they did uh, pair uh, Bundy up with uh, Jimmy Hart, and he said later that he didn't really like having Jimmy as his manager. I don't think it was really anything personal. I just think he thought that, you know, Jimmy had more of this... Uh, I don't know, more cartoonish in, in Bundy's eyes. And he uh, kind of overlooked what a great uh, manager Jimmy was, how he could put his talent over. So here we go. And you see that, uh, you know, uh, Bundy is uh, itching to get uh, Hulk Hogan in the ring. And so he's going to make an example of Gator Wolf here, Steve Gator Wolf. But, uh, you know, we're going to see here in a sec that uh, Bundy's going to use it, you know, uh, take advantage of an opportunity where you got hot mics in the arena. As we go here. And this is uh, just another, uh, you know, segment to uh, try and build Bundy up. But, you know, and he, he was getting a lot of attention in the uh, WWF at this time. And, uh, you know, as we would see in these matchups, man, uh, when you got these guys in the ring with these uh, superstars, they did not take it easy on them. And, uh, I mean, he's got some really massive chops here. He had a big elbow to the back of the head and then uh, Bundy with all his weight uh, squashing. And that's what this was, a squash match. Uh, I think it was all of about 40-something seconds. But, uh, you know, they were, they were giving Bundy a very big push here at this point in the WWF. No question about it. And he, he deserved it. And he was, uh, he was quite a presence in the ring. Oh, boy. Bundy just screaming away. And, uh, not a good house, Mike. You can't really hear what he was saying. But he's calling out Hogan. He wants Hogan. And Mean Gene Oakland, a busy man on Saturday night's main event. 
until Mooney came along and was able to relieve uh, some of those uh, interview opportunities. And Don Morocco. And Don Morocco, yeah, not a happy man at this point. Claiming that he's not uh, agitated. So remember, as I said before we got into this, that uh, Mr. Fuji uh, was absent. And I guess, you know, Mr. Fuji's not, is ailing a bit here that uh, he's going to, uh, uh, he's going to be out of action for this. So as uh, Gene Oakland had mentioned before, Bobby had a busy evening. Well, it's about to get busier. Tells him you with all the hair, Gene. <laughs> Gene does the hot under the collar bit. And of course, in comes the brain. As uh, this is a, uh, a a championship match, Don Morocco facing Hulk Hogan. This is for the title on uh, national television, on network television. Bob, you're on camera. There we go. Oh, Mr. Fuji not aging well. Not aging well and not feeling well. <laughs> At the ice pack. Remember the hot water bottles? Whatever happened to those? Anybody ever see one of those anymore? They were actually pretty effective. Better than a hot towel. And you got uh, Gene. Uh, Gene was on Saturday Night's Main Event more than any other human being. I mean, he was everywhere. He did every interview. They had him in the ring doing interviews. Oh, boy. Hulk ain't happy with this uh, Heenan uh, Fuji switch that's going on in the ring right now for this title match. This is big stakes, you know. So who's going to be in the corner for Hulk Hogan on his own? And uh, according to these notes, and I should have mentioned at the top of this, uh, we've got notes from this program from blogofdoom.com, one of our favorites. Uh, some great notes on these uh, on these programs. And he mentions in here that um, that this is uh, the, the first time that uh, officially that uh, they're going to introduce the uh, Real American theme song. So that's uh, what we got going. And this is uh, the broadcast debut, they say, as his theme song. And you can hear the music as Hulk uh, makes his way to the ring. And Vince says they're going wild here in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, Gene, uh, I mean, uh, Vince here playing up the fact that they're going to sh- debut his, uh, the video that goes along with Real American, uh, playing it up, Hulkster, still riding the wave as he prepares to take on Don Morocco with the belt on the line. And uh, that's a sizable crowd at uh, Veterans Memorial held quite a few people. As we take a quick break there and come back in. As we uh, get ready to get this one under the way, underway. And uh, instead of the collar and elbow, Morocco 
takes some shots, goes right for the kidneys. Oh, does the 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 feared back rake? <laughs> I just love that one. You got to have some good nails though to do some serious damage, right? Oh, he does it again. And doing the damage, boy, Morocco just going right after Hulk Hogan. He what? You think he wants that belt? Heck yeah, he does. And uh, we're going to see a real slugfest between these two guys. It's not going to be a real technical uh, encounter, right? You weren't expecting that. (laughs) But entertaining nonetheless. Hulk Hogan sends Morocco hard in. Big backdrop. Ooh, boy. Morocco goes down hard. Right on the lower spine. And returns a bit of his own rake. Gets a caution from Hebner. And Bobby Heenan should have never gotten up on uh, the apron there. He takes a big shot from Hulk Hogan. And down goes Morocco. Morocco is down. Hulk Hogan, man, comes in with the fierce boots there. One right there to the midsection. Back into the corner. Comes in with a clothesline, and down goes Morocco. He did, you know, I like that fall that he would do. Uh, you know, you'd always say like the Ric Flair fall where he kind of walks away and then he does the one arm up. But Morocco would do this thing you saw right there where he would keep his hands at his side that would kind of break his fall as he went down. But it looked it was really effective because it looked like he fell on his face. At least I thought so. Sends him over to the top rope there. Down on the floor goes Morocco. And that's cement, folks. They didn't have the mats down there then. So you went down pretty hard when you went over. Hulk Hogan gets in as a count, then bounces back out. And he sends Morocco in. He goes to get him. Morocco trying to fight back, but obviously he's uh, stunned. And now we're just a slugfest back and forth with the Hulkster. Getting the best of it. And that was a forearm right to the side of the head. Down goes Morocco. Here's a cover. No, one and a half. Yep, Jesse always the voice of reason for the heels. But, you know, that was his job. Big bear hug. Hulk Hogan squeezing away. squeezing away and you know I, I like listen I'm sorry I got caught off I was just listening to Jesse and uh, Vince go back and forth but I you know I was talking about how it worked and and that's that's why I like the banter between them because Jesse would be you know obviously on the heel side but he made it it, it made sense a lot of the stuff he would say right I mean it was right there on the edge you'd say well I, I guess he's got a point and uh, and then, of course, Vince would downplay it. Like, what are you talking about? You know, and it, it worked for me. I like them together. Leg drop there from Morocco. Going into that, uh, the small toolbox. Not a whole lot coming out of that uh, toolbox for this, but they didn't need to. Boy, that knee right to the throat. Hulk in trouble. And he launches Morocco off. Almost sends him out of the ring. 
Now, remember, we had uh, you had Heenan with Bundy, so you got that connection, and then you got Heenan helping out Morocco. We got Mr. Fuji in back ailing. Ooh, big thumb right to the throat. Oh, man, that hurts so much. Really? Uh, but you got, remember, Mr. Fuji's backstage. Oh, in the locker room, suffering. And remember, as I said, we got the Bundy connection. So, hmm, let's let's start doing the math here. Morocco pleased with himself, and so is uh, Heenan, is uh, pleased with Morocco. So this keeps going on as uh, Morocco getting the upper hand here. And uh, so using uh, questionable tactics, you got Morocco uh, taking control here, saying he's going to get the belt now. Yes, he is, of course, right? So here we go. Oh, big slap. So here we go as he uh, continues to pound away and uh, dismantle Hulk Hogan, the champion. And Morocco looking very confident here. Got the Russian leg sweep. Back goes the Hulkster. Morocco now, uh, how high will he go? Yeah, he's going to take uh, maybe a second rope here. Again, the throat gets the thumb right to the Adam's apple. And Morocco keeps going, using the boots. Here's a cover. Nope. Oh, no. Hulk reaches down as he always somehow did. Look at him. You can do whatever you want to me. I am invincible at this point. As a matter of fact, I'm getting stronger every time you strike me. Yes, see? I'm back on my feet. I'm just reaching in. It's anger. And now it's my turn. Boom. Giant rights. And again in the corner. Elbow. Chop. Just a textbook here on the part of the Hulkster. Big boot. Now goes Morocco. Leg drop. Gets easier, but Heenan comes in and uh, shoe right to the back of the head of Hulk Hogan, who is uh, not pleased. He had the cover there. And, you know, now you're going to get an example here of just how good Bobby could work. Bobby could take a hell of a bump, man. He was really, really great. And in comes Bundy. But, you know, he could. Bobby was great. He he spent a lot of time in the ring um, and, and did wrestle early on in his career. But, uh, but as a manager, which made him even better, was the fact that he could be very physical there. He could do some great, great bumps. It's Bundy now. You knew he was going to show up, right? Hebner goes flying. And now you got Morocco still holding on to Hulk Hogan. And Bundy just smashing away. Now we got a disqualification, of course. Morocco's got no shot at that belt, but they didn't really care. This was all the, always in their plan. 
And look, we've got some debris that has found its way into the ring. Fans not happy. And uh, getting, you know, we got to make sure that everybody knows what's coming. As Bundy slams the Hulkster. With the avalanche. And then here's... He's not done yet. I take care of both sides of the Hulkster. And uh, they will have their own little victory party, even though Hulk Hogan will retain the WWF World Championship. And now they come in to save him. Jeez, where were you before, fellas? (laughs) Perfect timing. Thanks for showing up. Oh, it's so funny. Now you got all the all the guys and then the suits come in and some oh there's the doctor's bag. What's in that doctor's bag? <laughs> Stethoscope, maybe? Let's see if his heart's beating. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh oh no, we gotta check his eyes. Yes, let's see if they're yeah. Oh what they tell the guy? Just make it look good. Get out there. <laughs> There's Pedro Morales. Oh, he's foaming. He's foaming. Oh, we got, oh man, we are bringing out the the uh, gurney. And, uh, you know, they won't lift them. Remember, they don't bring the board out or anything. And, uh, you know, let's put on uh, the, ne- the neck brace for good measure. Uh, Bobby. Loved him. Loved what he could do in the ring. Just tremendous. So Vince doing a little recap of everything that took place in this. And if you listen carefully, you can tell this was done later. They added that in. Vince obviously not at ringside when that was going on. And there's Gorilla going in. Uh, Gene Okerlund outside. I mean, he is just all over the place. Now he's a newsman on the scene. Oh, the horror. Gene Watson, what hospital? Oh my, the, 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 you could hear it in his voice. Gene's getting nothing. They slam the doors on him. Uh, we're not getting anything here, Vince. Uh, they basically slammed the doors in there. Now leaving. We didn't even find out what hospital he was going to go to. <laughs> yeah, uh. Uh, Vince, yeah. Show's got to go on. So we got a we got a great tag team title match coming up. The tag team belts on the line as well in this. What a night, huh? On uh, Saturday night's main event. We saw a match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship, Hulk Hogan. And then also taking on Morocco. We saw how that ended. So now we've got uh, the British Bulldogs. And there's Johnny Valiant in in this. Uh, They call him the Dream Team. Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine with uh, Johnny Valiant. Nice hat. 
Uh, Greg, you're over here. There you go. No, nobody. They, they must not have had a, a stage manager out there. The guys never knew what camera to look at. There's two cameras. All you have to do is say over here. You just point. All right. Well, the freeze frame at the end. And and Brutus at this point doesn't have the uh, the super mullet going. He's working on it, but uh, hair's pretty short. And uh, we're 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 really into these flashbacks, aren't we? In this episode. And Davey Boy Smith, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Wow. So this is a, a match that had, had been brewing. You got Albano uh, at, at ringside. They got, not only they have uh, luscious uh, Johnny Valiant, but they've got uh, Albano at ringside. And the British Bulldogs, and remember, this is 86. So they're on their rise to fame in the World Wrestling Federation. And look at Davey Boy. That's, you know, already pretty massive. And uh, Dynamite Kid, of course, already there, man. And, uh, you know, they were taking the WWF by storm. The stuff that they were doing in the ring, man, they were just dismantling people and uh, really taking off. And tag team action, remember, remember how big it was in that uh, period of time and, and remained that way for, for many years. And uh, that could have been over right there, but you got Valentine getting a leg up on the rope. Bano happy with that. Going to come in the uh, hard way. Oh, boy. And there's another cover. But Valentine kicks out. And Jesse, I just love Jesse. Brought him in illegally from outside. And uh, what a couple of elbows there. Dynamite Kid with a head butt. And uh, here's a cover. Look at look at Dynamite. He's just a freaking muscle. That's just all there is to the guy. And Valentine trying to mount some offense here. Tag is made. He's a legal man in. Dynamite having none of it. And he just goes after Brutus. Sends him hard into the turnbuckle. Shot to the midsection. Boom. Davy boy likes what he sees, and there's the tag, so he comes in. Now it's his turn to uh, wreak a little havoc. And just uh, doing some damage to that arm of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And as I said, man, this is just when uh, Davy boy and Dynamite uh, Kid were just just getting started, really, as far as what they were going to accomplish over the next few years. And it's a, it's a damn shame uh, that so many things happened that uh, eventually led to Dynamite Kid's uh, demise. But, man, for a period of time, they were kings, man. They were just uh, in the ring. 
what uh, Dynamite Kid was doing to people backstage was a different story. Power slam there, a little slam. And you can see how easily, I mean, you know that Valentine went for a few LBs, man, and uh, he hoisted him up like he was nothing. Oh, big chop, down goes Valentine. And that was a hard knee right to the forehead of Valentine as he keeps it up. And they keep after it, man. This is a good match, really. And a big suplex there by the Dynamite Kid. Headbutt. And is this it for Valentine, man? He looks totally out of it. Here's a cover. And Valentine reaches down. He is not going to give up those belts that easily. And they would keep this... uh, you know, this going between these, these uh, the dream team, as they call it. And uh, so you're going to, you know, it's going to be close. Who will get the belts? As the two go back and forth. Valentine, big elbow there. And drop kick. Dynamite Kid sends Valentine down once again. Rolls up with a small package here. Is this going to be it? No, it just kicks out just in time. Wow. And uh, hard into the corner there. And, you know, folks, I know the anticipation is building. You can feel it that uh, we are going to uh, find out how Hulk Hogan is. I know you're very worried at this point to find out what his condition is like after what King Kong Bundy did to him as they uh, took him to the hospital. And uh, our roving reporter, Gene Okerlund, is uh, going to be at the hospital to give us the latest word on Hogan's condition. Uh, but, uh, you know, you saw the, the beating he took, so you know it's not going to be great news. But uh, with that, we've got the debut of Hulk Hogan's Real American video coming in. So <laughs> we're going to... See the debut, and then I mean, uh, we're going to see Hulk Hogan at the hospital, and then we're going to see the debut of his video. So <laughs> there you go. And uh, we take a break there with all hell breaking loose at ringside, but uh, somehow control has been uh, put together once again, I guess you could say. And uh, they've got uh, order, and they resume this match as Brutus in a very dangerous part of the uh, Squared circle at this point. You do not want to be in the British Bulldogs corner. And a drop kick off that top rope by Davy Boy Smith as he covers Brutus the Barber Beefcake. But Brutus doesn't stay down for long. As they continue. And Jesse pleased about that. Brutus trying to give it, trying to stand toe-to-toe with Davy Boy Smith and Mounting a good comeback here as Valentine comes in. I thought that was going to be a wishbone, but it was just a couple of boots to the midsection. Valentine trying to lock in the figure four leg lock. It's in, but uh, Davy Boy Smith is uh, going to get uh, rescued by Dynamite Kid, who comes in and drops a leg on Valentine as. Referee Hebner gets uh, 
uh, losing control of this one as if he'd ever had any control but and pounding away big shots and you know these these guys this I like I said this was a good match I mean I liked the what was going on and that's as high up as Greg's going he's dropping that elbow <laughs> and here's a cover but no Dynamite Kid, he ain't done yet either. They keep going. Valentine setting him up here. Shoulder breaker, down goes Dynamite Kid. That's not going to be enough. What are you kidding me? Not happening. To the disappointment of Johnny Valiant. Oh, boot right to the face. As they works very efficiently here, both the uh, both members of dream, the Dream Team. Brutus never really got credit either. I, I mean, I thought he was a much better worker than than people gave him credit for, and he, you know, had a a pretty uh, storied career before he got to the WWF. He was over and you know, and did was in Japan, was in Europe, uh, was all over the place earning his way uh, before he got to the WWF. And yes, of course, Hulk may have uh, helped open that door. But once you get in, man, you got to be able to carry your weight. And Valentine trying to lock in that figure four leg lock again. He gets sent to the corner by Dynamite Kid. Valentine ain't done yet. Oh, man, even trying to go all the way up before he gets tossed by Dynamite Kid. And now Dynamite off the top rope. Drop kick. Down goes Valentine hard. This should be it. Ah. But as you saw, he was close to the ropes. Valentine very uh, adroitly saw the opportunity to save himself and did. Clothesline. Another cover. Nope. Gets your shoulder up. Much to the disbelief of Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, another suplex there, a big snap to that. As Brutus tries to come in, Davy Boy comes in as well and uh, ejects him <laughs> from the squared circle. Into the ropes, big shoulder block there, big tackle. And Valentine uh, looked like he was completely out, just fell down. And it was covering Dynamite Kid and got the, got the cover. Not quite sure what happened there. Howard doesn't know. He's waiting for an official word. Valentine knocked out. When did he get knocked out? Did I, I missed that. So, um, Apparently, I guess when they collided on the end there, you know, that uh, Valentine was out cold. He's out, but he fell on top of Dynamite, and they both must have been out of it because uh, he got the cover. Three count, and uh, the British Bulldogs finding this hard to believe. What the hell happened? But now we get to find out uh, from Gene Oakland, who's at the hospital, 
Oh, the microphone's not plugged in. How do you do that on national television? You're getting uh, audio from the, the camera mic. All right. Gene's got nothing to tell us. All we know is that he's in bad shape. He's, uh, as uh, Gene uh, recapped there, that uh, um, he said uh, that uh, they're not allowed to go inside, uh, but uh, we'll have a report when we get new information. There you go. Back to you. <laughs> so why not? Let's take a look at the Real American video. Here it is. What your country can do for you. That's what you can do for your country. Wow. This is patriotic. And I tell you, watch this thing. It's it's really well done. It really is. I mean, come on. You start with uh, John F. Kennedy. And it's not what you can do for you, what your country can do for you. And they uh, that's the whole video of, uh, of Terry Balea. I mean, uh, and the Hulkster didn't, he didn't just pretend playing that guitar. He knew how to play it, man. Especially the bass. That's right. Oh boy, where'd they get that? So somebody went into the archives way back to get that uh, video. There we go. Come on, look at all these images. Presidents of the United States. Founders of our country. And we, we, we're they're pulling it all into this thing. And the Hulkster with his guitar. All right, it's cheesy. I got gotcha. you. I hear you. <laughs> but people ate this up. I remember when this thing was out, man. People loved it. They were all, all about it. So, you know, you, you're, you're looking at it from, you know, 2020, man. Look, Think about 1986. Come on. This is awesome. Then we got some green screen in there. He's all over the country. Yeah, right in the middle of the field on a bridge. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, this is edgy. This is uh this is uh you know state of the art video effects. Oh yeah. And we got it all. Everything's in here, boy. The military, Hulkster on his bike. That's Roy Rogers, by the way, if you're wondering. And the Hulkster mobbed by kids. Having a little tough time holding that bike up on all those kids. And you don't want one of those to go over. Wow. Oh, man. Evil. Gaddafi. All right. Now, I... I, I think they must have improved on this video because or, or put this together pretty quickly. <laughs> but it's everything they wanted it to be. It's all these images and but you hear the music and as I said, you know, the uh purpose of this was to inspire patriotism and and, and tie uh, Hulk Hogan to being uh, you know, an all American. Oh, yeah. 
There you go. You got to see the debut. That was the debut of Real America, the video. As we get set here for a matchup with uh, Adrian Adonis after he had uh, transitioned, uh, now he was adorable Adrian Adonis and uh, Mouth of South Jimmy Hart. So, you know, this, uh, you know, we're, we're talking 86 here when all this was going on. And, uh, you know, Adonis was, you know, uh, you think of the character before this, it was a real uh, big stretch. And, uh, you know, you think about it, uh, he wasn't the first to uh, work this angle. He had Gorgeous George and all the, and a few others along the way. But, uh a lot of people thought that this was a gimmick that uh, Vince gave to him to humiliate him. And uh, I mean, there are different conflicting, uh, different opinions on this that Adonis actually embraced this. And, and uh, you know, it was something uh, that uh, he enjoyed working. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there at the time when he was there. So I couldn't tell you. But... I know that this would be a huge stretch today, man, uh, doing something like this. As JYD comes out, and uh, really, like, I, I really, I don't know the full story on that. I didn't, I never worked with Adonis. So I don't know if it's something that he really embraced or if it was something that, you know, he had issues with. So Adrian Adonis matching up here with uh, JYD. And uh, they go right after it. And Adonis hard into that uh, ring post. JYD right on him. Now, they say in this, and I have no idea uh, on the notes, I'm just saying you can see that Adonis had a black eye, and it's uh, said that uh, uh, the note here is that which in reality was caused by Danny Spivey during a backstage altercation. It's just in the notes here. I don't know, never heard anything about that or whatever. Uh, But uh, JYD here really going after Adrian Adonis. And he gets a, a big uh, clothesline there. It's Adonis really getting the bad end of this matchup as we uh, as it gets into it. As they keep going. And Jimmy Hart trying to encourage Adonis. Adonis right on the back of his head there. And if you look at uh, some of uh, the uh, shots of, of uh, Adonis in his uh, earlier part of his career, uh, a different uh, physical condition here. I guess I'll just leave it at that. But JYD sends him right over the top throw, but he can still take a hell of a bump. 
as Jimmy rushes to his side. But John, take some take a look if you got some time. You know, look at some of the pictures of of uh, Adrian Adonis earlier in his career. And JYD uh, mocking Adrian Adonis at this point. As uh, Jimmy trying to get him back in there before he gets counted out. If that's a black eye, that's a that's a hell of a, a big black eye. Maybe put some makeup on it to uh, sell it a little bit more. As Vince describes his rather bulbous body. <laughs> that's an interesting word. And JYD dragging Adonis in and in comes Jimmy with him. And Jim, Jimmy's in a bad place. Shouldn't have stepped in that ring. Once you know, once you're inside the ropes, man, it's uh and that's a that's a, a hell of a bump right there, man. Jimmy could do it too. That was great. Jimmy could have gotten his neck broken there. So you gotta give Jimmy credit, man. He he could uh, he could take a bump too. And they're both and that and that's onto that cement floor. And what do you think? Jimmy weighed about 160, maybe? Buck sixty max. And uh they're gonna take a break here. But uh they come back and they and neither one of them has made it back into the ring yet as Hebner continues to count. And JYD uh, in absolute control of this match from the beginning. Here's a cover, and he needs to get that foot up, which he does. And that's what saves him. And Jimmy Hart trying to uh, pump some life back into Adonis here. And JYD with a headbutt. As uh, Adonis hangs all over the ref. And I'm not what is I'm not sure what Jimmy's tying JYD's boot to the rope with one of Adonis's uh bangles. And uh Hebner cautioning Jimmy and not seeing what's going on here. Doesn't know that JYD's boots tied to the rope. As Hebner backs him away. And Jimmy sneaks a shot in there when he can. He's probably going to pay for that. Adonis now getting control here. Now this is outrageous. Hebner backs him off by pulling his hair. <laughs> that you didn't see very often. As Jesse, yeah, he points out. Now, see, as I mentioned, Jesse had good points here and there, and that was good. You know, like, how how could a referee grab a guy's hair? And JYD in trouble after uh, completely dominating this matchup. JYD just kicks out in the nick of time as uh, Jimmy grabs the megaphone. 
and uh, Adonis. Now, driving the bus on this one. Maybe trying to set him up here for a pile driver. Oh, and down goes the ref. That was kind of weak. As he tried to lift up uh, JYD for a pile driver, and he does a switch here. Adonis takes out Jimmy Hart. He's back on the floor. Oh, and looked like it might have been over there after colliding with Jimmy Hart. JYD goes after Jimmy Hart. Now, he doesn't forget that he tied his boot and then uh, took a shot at him. And Adonis with the megaphone. And now JYD goes hard to the floor after taking that shot to the back, that bullhorn. And Howard comes in with, uh, I guess... They're giving JYD the decision. And obviously, uh, Jesse not a fan of JYD. As Adonis throws a, tam- a tantrum, believing that he's been robbed. Uh, yeah, and as Jesse calls that sportsmanship, Really? Take a look at this. This was great. Look, goes over. Ooh, man. Yeah, Jimmy uh, took the bad end of that one. But really, what a great a great bump. And uh, it gets hold of the top rope. But ooh, man, that, uh, all of Adonis's body. Uh, Jesse, or uh, Jimmy was not feeling too well, I would imagine, the next day. I'm glad. I wanted another look at that. That was great. All right, we're going to go back to the hospital because we've been on pins and needles to find out what happened to the Hulkster. But Jane has to check the pronunciation. Ponovich or Doctor? What can you tell us? What can you tell us? Ribs, oh boy, that's pretty serious. Oh, thank God. No internal injuries. Oh, boy, that's, thank God. Thank God. Well, there we go. Okay, and then as always, we can't just sign off on the show. They have to do a commercial and then come back as uh, Vince recalls that we are in Phoenix, Arizona. And then we get, uh, you know, some replay. They really like this recap stuff. As Mr. T, using those gloves to take out both Roddy and uh, Bob, uh, battling Bob, I should say. As uh, Roddy pulls out the belt. And uh, yeah, as, uh, yeah, I would say you're right there, Vince. It was a bizarre evening as we wrap it up. As if we, you weren't watching and you didn't see any of this. What, what we got to... You know, could you have tuned in the last 10 minutes or five minutes of the show and found out exactly what happened? <laughs> but the, the point of this show was, as I mentioned before we started watching, is that we're not too far away from WrestleMania 2. And uh, they're playing up all these storylines. 
And uh, they've just gotten word from the Hulkster that nobody can keep him down. That's right. Maybe beat up, Hulk Hogan beat up, but his spirit lives on. And again, we got to say goodbye as we come back to the arena, folks leaving. So, uh, as I you know mentioned, they only had about five of these a year. So, uh, as they get out of this, you hear um, Vince say, we're going to have our next one in two months. But I uh, recognize a lot of these names. John Servideo, wow. And uh, this is uh, this was this was on NBC, folks. This is a big deal for the World Wrestling Federation, and not a bad episode. Come on, right? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember um, them having um, credits on the other episodes that I've, I've seen. But uh, there you go, Saturday Night's Main Event, copyright nineteen eighty six. So there you have it, another uh, network classic. This time, Saturday Night's Main Event from. March 1st, 1986. And I don't know if I mentioned, but they taped this one two weeks before that uh, air date. And, uh, you know, that's what they would do. They would do it at a TV taping and, uh, and uh, you know, it would air later. Um, so that's how they did things. They were able to do a lot of control with the production as far as uh, what they did with, um, you know, uh, as far as being able to time it out and putting in other things and, this was before we got the locker room set and uh, they would do everything on the floor there, all those interviews. And Gene was, as you can see, a very, very busy man. I mean, it was just in everything, every single bit. And I think they, that they got to a point and then when I came along, uh, I think they said, well, we need, we need uh, to bring somebody else in because it's just, you know, Gene's got every single uh, interview. And, uh, you know, they were, he was in the show more than anybody. And uh, it it kind of made sense because we did the same thing with our pay-per-views and it gave you more of that feel of that. So I was very, very uh, pleased when Dick Ebersol, uh, you know, made room for me in the show. And of course, he had to uh, have Vince's approval on it and everything. But I really, really, really appreciated the fact that I got to do uh, some of those episodes. I didn't do many, but I was really glad when I had the opportunity to do them that, you know, they were fun and uh, we had a great time doing it. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that episode. I think all of those shows were, they're great, uh, just for the fact that, you know, you think about when they were airing, they were, they were replacing Saturday Night Live, which was a huge show then, you know, people tuning in like where I lived at 1030 at night back East, it was 1130. And, uh, you know, it was, but the, the numbers that they were doing back then, and this is of course, before cable really took off. So they would do, you know, really big numbers because there were not that many channels to watch and the, the networks were still the kings uh, when it came to broadcast television and any kind of entertainment on television. Uh, that would certainly change as we have seen over the years, but back then that's that's the way it was. So to be on network television was a really, really big deal. And uh, so as those uh, those episodes show you uh, that, uh, and, and you hear about the numbers that they had and they, it was on for a long time. And then they brought it back. So uh, who knows? Maybe one day they'll have another version of it. You never know. But now with everything going on, uh, who knows what's going on with the WWE? Oh, I'm uh, hearing things about uh, maybe they won't be having pay-per-views on there anymore or something. I don't know. But uh, we'll see what's happening with them. Uh, 
as uh, you know, they always find a way. They always find a way. So I, I hope you enjoyed that. Once again, as I mentioned at the top, I want to hear from you folks and to let me know uh, what you're thinking about some of the plans we have for the uh, PTSM uh, lineup. Uh, you know, whether or not uh, you'd like to see us bring NWA stars on uh, from, you know, occasionally or every, you know, uh, every other episode or something like that, or do a completely different NWA podcast. So email me at primetimemooney.com at gmail.com. That's primetimemooney at gmail.com. And uh, also, uh, we'd love to have you check out our Patreon membership. Remember that uh, you can get all of our content uh, early and ad-free for just $4.99 a month. And also, you can uh, you know get some other tremendous perks if you uh, become a higher tier member, a Mooney or a Legion of Who member, and you can do that. Go to patreon.com slash primetimemooney. That's patreon.com slash primetimemooney. And we've got a new t-shirt, a new t-shirt out, and uh, you should check it out. It says, uh, it's uh, Guess Who's Back, and uh, you'll you'll be able to understand what we're talking about when you uh, check out the color, the colors that they use for that one. But all you have to do to check that one out is go to mooneytees.com. MooneyTees.com, and of course, uh, check out the rest of the collection, the PTSM collection. All righty. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Primetime Mooney. I think, have I covered it all? I hope so. Uh, be sure and catch uh, an original episode coming up uh, this uh, special. Uh, this is going to happen if you're, watching, if you're listening to this on Monday. Tomorrow night at 7.05 p.m., we will release our episode uh, following NWA Power on uh, YouTube, which uh, kicks off at 6.05 Eastern Time. Well, at 7.05 Eastern Time, we will release the episode of Primetime with Sean Mooney with Trevor Murdoch. And, uh, folks, it's a great it's a great conversation. I love Trevor, man. He is uh, a guy who has seen it all, uh, worked his ass off, found success even in the WWE, uh, considered you know, stepping away. He did. And uh, he's back. And he is bigger, better, and, and you know better than ever and having the time of his life. And you'll hear a lot more about that uh, when that episode drops uh, uh, tomorrow night at 7.05 p.m. But I want to hear from you. And uh, in the meantime, though, I uh, hope all is well. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Sean Mooney, and I am out.